Welcome to Equipus Church Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Desiree Levy. For more information, check out equipuschurch.com. Do you know that I used to, when I was um, just starting out to use technology um, for my sermons, I actually used to still print them all out and have them underneath the seat in case something went wrong like that, because I don't like sweating like that on the front row. Um, It wasn't a sweat in worship, it was a sweat of panic um, that everything wasn't going to work. But um, it's okay, I prayed for it, it and it stayed on. Um, Let me just pray before I start, because I really want tonight, um, I want there to be like this encounter moment between you and Jesus. I want you to hear him, not me. I want there to be something that comes, an impartation that comes from my own heart into yours um, tonight. And um, I just pray that God does a deep and a lasting work um, in your heart and in your mind um, because of some of the words and the scriptures and things that you might hear tonight. So can I just pray for us? Holy God, thank you for this opportunity. I pray that you would um, cement every word, that it would go deep to the heart, that we would hear the truth of your word and it would dispel any lie that may have crept its way in to our understanding, to our thinking, to our peace, to our mind. I declare, Lord, that you're above it all. Your name is greater. Your name is more powerful. Your presence is more wonderful. And I just declare your sovereignty tonight, a personal, deep revelation encounter for every single person here. In your mighty name, amen. So tonight I want to um, just deliver some thoughts, really. So less of a structured sermon and more of an inspiration to your spirit, where I'm hoping and I'm praying that the Holy Spirit would collide with your spirit tonight and there'd be something that you take away um, as a result of that. Um, Something that you can't even potentially explain. Because if you're anything like me, I do like to wrap things around, and I like to have an answer, and I like to have, you know, it nice and neat. (laughs) But sometimes God just wants to come. He wants to reveal. He wants to love you. He wants to shift your perspective and maybe just deal with some stuff and unpack some things in your heart tonight. And then you walk out of here, and you're like, I don't know what happened. I can't really explain it, but I know I'm loved. I know I'm founded in God. I've heard from Him tonight, and I'm walking forward in faith. Um, So you know it's prayer, praise, and prophecy. That's what we've entitled these um, January Sunday 5 p.m.s. And, um, you know, the one that we're actually praying to and the one that we give praise to and the one that we hear revelation from, he's a person, not a machine. And there's a longing for relationship with us. So at the core of prayer, praise, and prophecy is relationship. They are vehicles, they are tools to help us get to know him more. So if I was to introduce myself to you tonight, I'd say I'm Desiree and I'm loved by God and I love him right back. That would be the defining characteristic of how I describe myself as I pray, as I praise and as I prophesy to myself. Um, Psalm 84 is one of my favorite psalms in the Bible. I actually quite like all of them, just FYI. But um, Psalm 84, and I love to read it in all the different translations, and I love how it says pause in his presence after every couple of verses. Like, it re- like there's just so much depth and so much goodness in there, and it talks about highways of holiness. Um, but verse 4 to 5 from Psalm 84 in the Passion says... What pleasure fills those who live every day in your temple, enjoying you as they worship in your presence. Pause in his presence. How enriched are they who find their strength in the Lord. Within their hearts are the highways of holiness. You know, I guess if there was one 
major thought that I wanted to leave with you tonight would be that God is not really interested in you learning some more things. Not really concerned about you knowing some more stuff if there's no relationship that goes alongside it. It's not about this mental, cognitive understanding. It's about a heart connection, where in your heart becomes a highway of holiness as you traverse towards God, as you pilgrimage into worship, as you come before Him with prayer and praise. There's a highway of holiness that's created on the inside of you. Ephesians 3, verses 18 to 19. God's giving us an invitation to a greater level of revelation and relationship with Him. And this is Paul writing, and he says, And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. I pray that 2022 is the year that you personally come to a greater revelation of how fiercely you are loved by God. It's the cornerstone, it's the beginning, it's the end, it's everything. (laughs) That your relationship with Jesus goes to new depths, new heights, new widths, whatever it might be, as you understand that you are greatly loved, greatly loved. He wants to give you remarkable experiences in his presence. And one of the vehicles, one of the ways, one of the tools that we can get there is to pray and to praise Deep calls to deep. Deep worship for Jesus shoves you right through this open door into relationship and into depth. I was made to worship. I was made to praise your name. I was made to encounter you. Could we come back to those kind of default settings? I was made for worship. Made for it. Like you find your truest default setting, your fit in worship. You know, in the Old Testament, God set the whole nation of Israel free from captivity and from slavery just so they could worship him. When he was talking to Moses and telling Moses, hey, go and talk to Pharaoh and say, let my people go. The scriptures in Exodus, they talk about Let my people go that they may serve me. But what that word actually means and is used interchangeably in all of the translations and the commentaries is worship me. So go to to the big chief, the one who's in charge, the big kahuna, and say, let my people go so they can worship. (laughs) Not a really great reason, (laughs) you know, not necessarily going to boost the economy or any of those other kind of thoughts that someone in charge might be concerned about. But hey, would you let my people go? Because I want them to worship me. I want them to come home to their default setting, come back to what they were made for. I was made for worship. You were made for worship. Worship silences the enemy. Psalm 8. If you are troubled in any way, shape, or form, worship. If you feel the world closing in on you, worship. If you feel disappointed, if you feel disillusioned, if you feel worried, if you feel anxious, if you feel intimidated, worship. And if you feel happy, if you feel blessed, if you feel great, worship. Worship is the default setting. Worship causes confusion to come to the enemy. We read about that in 2 Chronicles 20. 
one of my favorite passages in the Old Testament. Worship, and the enemy just starts fighting themselves. They're like, what? So confused right now. The same applies today. When the enemy thinks he's got you backed up into a corner, and you just go, I worship you, God. Confusion comes. And he's like, I thought I had her. (laughs) Not worth my time here. Worship causes confusion to come to the enemy. 1 Kings 18, worship brings breakthrough. If you're waiting for something, if you're on the edge of it, if you're not where you want to be yet, if you're not seeing the thing that you've been believing for, worship. Worship while you're waiting. Worship on the way. Worship. Call it in. And we talk about prayer, praise, and prophecy. For me, in this moment, when I'm waiting for breakthrough, I am prophesying to my future. I am declaring, this is what God says, and this is what I'm going to step into. God, these are the words that I'm standing on right now. Not my feelings, not this thing that I can't understand in front of me, but I'm going to stand on your truth, and I'm going to worship you while I'm waiting. He inhabits our praise, Psalm 22. Psalm 42, as the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you. Worship from the inside out. I cannot sing to save myself, but that is not what it's about. It's a heart attitude. It's my lifestyle. It's my behavior. It's my coming before him and saying, I don't have all the answers, but I'm going to worship you. I'm going to give praise where praise is due, just because of our deep relationship, Jesus. Not because of what you can do, but because of who you are. There needs to be a greater seeking a pursuing, a craving that erupts out of us in 2022. Worship the Lord your God. Hunger after him. In all of my life, in all of my circumstances, in all of the situations that I find myself in, I want to be known as someone who sends the worship first. Not the whinging. (laughs) Isn't it a default setting? You know, isn't it so easy to get those two back to front? That not worship till we get the response, not worship till we have the answer. No, worship on the way. Worship first. Worship in advance. Prophesy to your future with worship. Worship till you feel the Holy Spirit descend over your life and make it all okay on the inside. God, don't let me be preoccupied. Lord, in my quiet time, let me go right in. Open door. Come into the throne room of grace. Let me pray, let me praise, let me prophesy. Let me spend time in your presence. More and more about unpacking who he is and his fierce love towards us than about anything else. Could you let your worship rise? 2022, could it be marked by praise? Will you go a little deeper? Will you confess out of your mouth your affection towards your God? I remember a season in my life when we lived um, up in the North Island, and um, I decided that my vocab needed a little bit of work. I didn't really have enough words to articulate how I felt about God, and I was kind of sick of saying the same things. I don't know about you, but sometimes there's just words that you get known for, right? (laughs) Or just descriptions or whatever, like Lord of Lords, King of Kings. That's a great one to use, and if that's your one, no offense, (laughs) But I felt like I needed to go a little deeper. I felt like I needed to unpack all the words that God has been spoken about or called or named or, and just start declaring some of that over my world. Putting him in his rightful place increased my understanding, increased my revelation 
of who he is and the relationship he wants to have with me. I'll seek you, God. I'll put aside everything else just for a minute. Seek you. What about if we allowed ourselves to be so overcome by his presence because we've prayed and we've praised that our worship just becomes involuntary? You know, you're working and you find yourself just praising. (laughs) You're walking down the street and you're just like, whoa, where'd that come from? (laughs) God, you're so good. And you're just worshiping. What if there was no restraint and no limit and no restriction? When was the last time that you got so lost in worship that you ended up facing the wrong direction or a different direction from when you started? Or you ended up on your knees? Or you fell on the ground? Or you just took a little bit longer before you raced out the door in the morning? Could you go a little deeper? Could you go right in to the throne room of grace this year? Sit with him and worship him. You know, true worship is actually a sacrifice. Like it will cost you something. What is it for you? What is God asking from you this year? He asks so gently and so kindly because it's always from the basis of love. This is more about you and how much he loves you than about what you can give him. But you cannot seek his face and save yours all the time. It's got to be more about him than it is about you. Maybe you've got to lose a little bit of your control. I remember the first time that I lifted my hands up. And I was like, oh, this feels weird. And now I'm like, whoa. <laughs> you know, I've got dance moves that you are all jealous of. <laughs> but, you know, there's got to be this freedom that comes into your worship. There's got to be erupting from your life because you know that you are loved You are fiercely loved by God. It is the platform that you launch from. Prayer, praise, prophecy. God will worship you. Worship is never convenient. It takes something. You know, you've got to get there. You've got to put it on. Put on the garment of praise. You've got to wear it. It's not convenient. It's not easy. And it's not meant to be because there is stuff for you to find in that place. When you go there and you enter a little deeper, You go, wow, God, I didn't know that before. True worship is extreme. Extreme God calling out to his extreme people. True worship involves my whole being. My spirit, my mind, my heart, my body. It's physical, it's emotional, it's intellectual, it's financial. It involves all of my relationships, my family, my workplace, my friends. And true worship is intimate. It's a sacrifice of your will, of your flesh, of your dignity, of your control, of your time, of your heart. But it's actually your home. Talks about in Revelation, come home, come home to the throne, come back into my presence. And it's only from that place that we then get propelled into our future and into our destiny. Because we have to have this deep knowing, this deep flooding that then propels us into all that God has for us. God wants to know you face to face. He wants to have relationship with you. So then he can whisper to you, this is how I made you. This is what I've got for you. 
in Jeremiah, seek me with all your heart and then you'll know my plans and purposes. You know, the ones who seek his face, they're the ones who can be trusted to do great exploits in his name. There's so many biblical examples. How about David? David strengthened himself regularly in the Lord through prayer and praise. And he saw giants fall, he saw armies defeated, and he saw things that had been stolen returned. How about the disciples, pre and post Jesus? When they encountered Jesus, they were so moved that they left everything they knew to follow him. And once Jesus passed and resurrected and the Holy Spirit came, they were not disappointed by the Holy Spirit's presence. Caused them to live differently. Caused them to actually look different to the people that they did life with. How about Paul on the road to Damascus? Blinded, forever altered, forever changed by this encounter. Or the woman at the well in John 4. So changed by time with Jesus. So transformed by being in his presence. She witnessed to the whole village. Everyone, was, everyone came out to hear. Radical transformation. Or Moses. Moses had a number of face-to-face encounters with God. He modeled a lifestyle where he was just in relationship and connection, prayer and praise. He had access to the presence of God like nobody else of that generation. And you know, after he had come into the presence of God, his face shone. He looked different. I wonder, I wonder after entering and going a little deeper and letting some praise unravel your heart and draw you closer to Jesus in 2022, if the people in your world could say, you look different. Face is shining, your demeanor's changed, your head's lifted. You know your feet are on the rock and you're pointing in the right direction. A revelation of God's love, goodness, grace in your life will change how you look. Change your countenance. You know, as Moses led the children of Israel out of captivity and into the wilderness, there was just this one thing that set them apart. And it wasn't their strength and it wasn't the fact that they'd escaped and it wasn't their cleverness and skill. But this is what it says in Exodus 33 verse 14. And the Lord says, my presence shall go with you, and I'll give you rest. The presence of God was their defining feature. The presence of God. And they got there because they went to worship. Set my people free, that they will worship me. And the presence of God set them apart. Prayer, praise, prophecy, it's about relationship, not about rules. Not about religion, not about obligation not about getting something. It's a relationship with a person. Heavenly Father, lover of your soul, could you come a little closer to Jesus this year? Could I encourage you, 2022, let it be the year that your face shines because you've had regular, deep, true worship encounter moments with Jesus. You know, this year, the theme for Equippers Churches across the nation is Go Big. And um, it comes from Isaiah 54, verse 2. And I'm going to read it to us in a couple of different translations. And I just want you to be thinking along the lines of 
prayer and praise and prophecy and worship and the presence of God in your own life. So Isaiah 54 verse 2 in NLT says, Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. The message version says, Think big. Clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large. Spread out. Think big. The Passion Translation Increases coming, so enlarge your tent, add extensions to your dwelling, hold nothing back, make the tent ropes longer and the pegs stronger. Open up your heart this year. Expand on the inside in prayer and in praise and prophesy to your future. Be more real, be more true, be more vulnerable. Don't hold back this year. Um, in the in the Bible in Deuteronomy in the New in the Old Testament, the Message Bible talks about um, giving generously to God, and it talks about not having a stingy heart. But what God says to me from this passage of Scripture from Deuteronomy 15, He said to me personally one time, "Hey Desiree, you don't have a stingy heart. Open up again. Come back into. Come home to my presence. Worship me. Don't hold back." and your love, and your affection, and your worship, and your relationship with Jesus. Enlarge it. Enlarge on the inside. Invite him more into all of your heart, all of your spaces. You know those things, the parts of you that you're like, eh, don't know if you can be there, Jesus. Don't hold back. Open up. Enlarge. Hold nothing back. Before we see increase, enlargement, bigness on the outside of us, we've got to go there on the inside. It's got to be an internal thing. There's got to be a bigness of heart of his people before we will see bigness in terms of transformation in the lives of those around us. Um, when I was 16, um, worship team, you can come jump, me, jump up here with me. Um, and can you play a worship song because we want to head into, into worship for a minute. Um, when I was 16... My parents sent my brother and I to this um, Christian camp in the middle of nowhere, okay? And it was a hiking camp. Now, look, I know there are a lot of people here that like hiking. I do not. And um, so anyway, mum and dad sent us along to this Christian camp. It was me and my brother. And, and literally, there were more leaders than kids. That's how many people did not want to go to that <laughs> camp, okay? There was more leaders. There was probably like two to one. So we had a lot of attention, a lot of time, a lot of wisdom, a lot of access. Um, you know, but do you know what? At that camp, I was forever altered by the presence of God. And it makes me now ponder every decision that I make because I wonder if the organizers of that event thought, mm, is it going to be worth it for only that many registrations? Is it going to be worth it for just that many people? My life was marked at that camp. There was this soil that was prepared by these people for two kids who didn't want to be there to come and experience a touch from Jesus, touch of the divine. I was 16 and I heard God say to me, I have a different plan for you than you're seeing. I heard him speak to me. Desiree, the choices you are making are not lining up with the life and the plan and the purpose that I've got for your life. And at that camp, I laid it all down. At that place, I said, okay, God, not my will, but yours. I remember going out to the um, field in the middle of the night. 
There's a couple of memories that I have from that camp. One was this worship time where God spoke and there was just no tissue, so it was toilet paper. And um, there was, you know, a lot going on. And, um, and another was when they went into town and got us heaps of chocolate for the midnight feast. <laughs> but then this third most marking moment was when, because there wasn't many of us, we could do quite a lot of fun stuff. And um, all the leaders allowed us just to go outside in the middle of the night, pitch black, look up and just be in wonder at God's creation. And I just remember being overwhelmed by His presence, overcome. And I just sung. It, it was involuntary, came out of me because the only response was to worship Him. The only response, because I was drawn so near to Him. And I remember coming out and just standing there and there was a couple of us there and I just, I sang, I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice just overcome by His presence, forever altered, marked by His love towards me. You know, I came back from that camp and I got baptised, broke up with the wrong person. <laughs> you know, made some better choices, set myself aside, sanctified, prayer and praise and prophecy and the only response is I love you Lord and I lift my voice to worship you oh my soul rejoice at the beginning of 2022 before you get busy with your hands could you get busy with your heart could you come a little closer could you draw a little nearer could you let yourself just be so undone in His presence? Worship is the only response. Because He wants to whisper to you plans and purposes. Set yourself aside. Worship Him. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church, Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.